Hello everyone, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. You have just tuned in to the Stacia Square Studios podcast. If you don't know what this podcast is, um, basically it's um, a podcast where I interview many voice actors, uh, whether they be veterans online or doing this as a hobby, aspiring or of all sorts. And I also interview, bring on animators and musicians and um, writers and just branching out, um, just whatever, whichever um, category and people that I could bring on who are available who are um, really nice enough to lend their time so they could talk with me which is um, surprising but um, anyways um, now that we got this little um, introduction or what I do out of the way um, it is time that we get on to introducing I guess our guest so um, would you like to introduce yourself and name your occupations your hobbies and your what you do and what you do on the internet and other stuff pertaining to it so yeah passing it along side to you give you a little <laughs> introductions to the couple of people who may not know who you are <laughs> that's fine yeah sure why not uh yeah. my name's adam tilford um i'm an animator writer uh voice actor do stuff on the internet i've been doing this for a while now um <laughs> i am the writer of this novel a mech novel called chattered heaven uh that should be coming out soonish it's being edited right now but it's also uh an animated web series that i've been doing for a while uh rebooted uh so the current series uh started in 2013 but there is one before that which is old and we don't talk about it that much anymore <laughs> Aww. Uh, that's okay. basically what i do i do uh i do animating i write you know i voice act every now and then i do uh casting and directing that's not as often but that is a thing and sometimes i do localization work on scripts that's mm. about it mm. that's nice <laughs> <laughs> okay so now that we got your um i guess introduction out of the way um i think it's time that we get on to the q a session all right sounds good all right so my first question to you that i have well, at least for you today, is, um, so tell me, since I wanted to know a little bit more about you, and I'm pretty sure that some other people out there who seems genuinely interested in wanting to know the type of things like your work that you do, um, so how did you actually get started? Like, when did this whole idea of, I don't know, like, wanting to create and wanting to get your, make your name known out there, like, when it comes to voice acting or drawing or animating, just when did your creative endeavors kind of you know to start taking you to places like how can you describe your little background so to speak um <laughs> well i've always i've always been into writing and you know drawing since i was a kid so there was that um shadow heaven specifically uh came into existence probably in 2001 um and then it like it started off as like armored core fan fiction and then it eventually um evolved into an original thing and uh then i was like on a website called armor online and that's where it kind of evolved and stuff it was all mechs and and whatnot and it was it was a fun forum while it lasted um but around there i i was writing the the original novels of it like on there and it's like i had finished the third one i think at some point like around 2006 and then i was like i think around that time i was introduced to gundam wing probably and i was like wow that's cool mechs and 
Gundam's pretty cool. And then around that time, I was kind of I was on Newgrounds. Um, so for a lot of the people like my generation uh, of like like the voice actors in the industry now, like uh, Kira Buckland would definitely know it. Lucian Dodge was part of it. Like Edwin too, of course. Um, like oh, my God, oh um, Edwin Tiong, Curb. Yeah. Oh Curb. For... Yeah, like Curb would know about it. Like it's yeah. basically all of that generation of people. Uh, would be aware of, like, Shin and whatnot and, like, Newgrounds. And Newgrounds at that time, it was, like, a lot of original uh, people were trying to do animations on their own before Newgrounds became heavily parody. Uh, so that kind of influenced me. I was like, oh, wow, you can you can download this program called Flash and try and animate stuff. I should, I should try that. And I had no animation experience whatsoever, but it was the desire that uh, to take, like, Shattered Heaven and make it into a visual, put it into a visual medium was what kind of got me into it. And God, it was bad initially, but um, 2007 was when I joined the uh, Voice Acting Alliance and uh, the original Voice Acting Club, um, and where friendships with like Kira and a whole bunch of other people like began at that point, where I put out an audition thread and people auditioned, and then it cultivated from there. Basically, <laughs> it was just like, oh, people do this stuff online. That's cool. Uh, and then I got swept up into that group of people, and that's been a journey since then. <laughs> mm. Basically how it started. Yeah, so I do want to also ask you, like, um, so where were you born and, like, where did you mostly grow up? Um, and if you could describe how your childhood was or any something along the lines like that. So growing um, up, was it, like, really... Um, did you have like at least a lot of experiences where you can um, go back and reflect on and you start you get ideas and put it into your work so to speak uh yeah this is gonna get heavy then um i'm from long island new york okay uh so i grew up on long island um oddly enough like 40 minutes away from where curb grew oh up. chris neosi that's right wow yeah, yeah. so y'all go way yeah back. We, we actually we, we became friends, like, after the fact, and then we're like, shit, we live close to each other. That's that's random. <laughs> I was like, yeah, we're 40 minutes away from each other. <laughs> um, so, I guess childhood growing up, I mean, um, which is interesting. It's like, I didn't think about my childhood that much until uh, recently. Um, the joys of being biracial. Um, you don't <laughs> it's like you 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 notice exper certain experiences but as you're growing up but you don't really put much context into it until like now where everyone's pointing certain things out and social justice warriors and whatever and then i'm looking back i was like holy shit yeah that is that was a thing um because i'm i'm half white half puerto rican so it's like i've i so my, my childhood was interesting like i like uh so I, I dealt with a lot of certain things from you know not being white enough with the uh, white school I was in and then not being Hispanic enough with that side of my family whenever I was over there. So a lot of times because of that, I was very, I was very focused on the art and stuff like that. So I would be like, all right, you guys do whatever you're going to do. And I'm going to go sit in my corner and I'm going to create shit and ignore your garbage. Um, and growing up with that. And then I always had like, cause I didn't have a lot of, um, how to put it. Like, growing up, I didn't see a lot of uh, shows or whatnot that featured Hispanics in a positive light. Uh, there were a few, but not many. So, 
Like, uh, it's not known. It does show up in the series and whatnot, but that the main characters are uh, biracial as well, that they're, they are um, half Puerto Rican and, and whatnot to reflect my stuff. So I, and I, and the, it was kind of one of the reasons why I did it. Um, but the one trick now is trying to figure out how to, like, introduce diversity and, and whatnot in a way that it doesn't seem like it's pandering. And I figured it out, and I have it, I have it written out well where it just comes up naturally. It's like, oh, that was a thing. Um, so I guess that childhood kind of shaped certain things I didn't realize until lately. Um, as far as, like, Shattered Heaven, because, like I said, it started out as Armored Core fan fiction. I was very into Mecha, and, like, on, off, on Chance, I think it was in Best Buy, of all places, and I saw Armored Core 2 for a PlayStation 2, and I was like, oh, that's a mech game. You can make stuff. Let's do that. And I did that, and then I enjoyed the, the customization, and I made my own story to it, and that evolved. And then eventually... Um, a close friend of mine uh, took her own life and to cope with it I focused heavily on this series and writing and um, a lot of people are like oh you write what you know and whatnot and Shattered Heaven's about mechs and whatnot so it's not like I piloted a mech when I was younger or like you know early late, late teens or whatnot but like a lot of the story elements in there dealing with death and the emotions and blaming yourself and trying to figure out how to deal with it and it kind of just when people try and help you exploding out at them and not wanting to do anything not wanting to like deal with the emotions properly it's kind of it's basically all how i dealt with it <laughs> so all my emotions at the time is reflected in the book in the series in some form um so dealing with that suicide and the eventual deaths of other friends and whatnot is kind of what shaped the book and how I coped with it like the book gets kind of dark at points and it's that's why because that's how I dealt with my life experience of crap going on um, so like I said childhood was interesting um, and dealing with the suicides and all that stuff Oof. and having having creativity as an outlet was extremely important and I cultivated it into something that I'm kind of proud of mm. I think that's a good ramble <laughs> on wow um, my childhood and where i came from <laughs> yeah <laughs> well at least you gave um uh fascinating background yeah, i know it's interesting yeah. it's weird yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's, it was a thing it happens um but I know, I know i do know a lot of people deal with uh struggle with depression and creativity oh and yeah creativity is an outlet i highly recommend oh yeah <laughs> Um, without a doubt, I think you just unintentionally raised a little bit of, uh, I'm not sure if this is like raising awareness for like mental health, but, um, I think this is kind of like something that I would want to do. I sort of do sometimes on this show. So, uh, mm -hmm. yay. <laughs> like there's that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've done some panel, like mental health, like awareness is, is fun. Um, because it, it, it's important it's important to discuss it like i've done some panels like i did a panel on it with um amber lee connors and uh natalie van Sistine really at uh at a convention we were guesting at like uh, last year and it was a surprisingly really well-received panel and a lot of people got into it and it was really cool wow um because i think a lot of people and i think I've, no I've noticed this too like a lot of people online that follow like people that are you know that do stuff that are content creators they don't think that they experience this sort of thing because everyone's so used to put it seeing like the best version of a content creator online that a lot of them don't realize that oh wow they're human too and they struggle just like me 
Uh, so I think it's very important that people get that they do and that it's natural and it's okay sort of deal. So mental health is a, is a big, is something I'm really, really big on. <laughs> mm. Wow, that's really fascinating. I actually didn't even know that you actually did a panel with Amber and Amanda Lee. So um, just a curious question. Well, Natal- yeah. huh? I did it with uh, Natalie, oh, Natalie, Natalie Van Tisting. Amanda Lee was not... I'm so sorry. I got it. That one. I kind of got the names. No, it's fine. Except, but um, is there like? No, no, it's cool. Yeah. No, I mean like um, I was I'm sorry. No, I was gonna ask like, do you know if there's like any videos, like any recordings, or are you like allowed to record the panel or like any videos up online about um, that specific panel? I don't know if anyone. I don't know if anyone recorded that panel, honestly. Oh, okay. I don't. I don't think anyone did. Yeah. So I was just asking, so but. No, no, it's it's cool. I, I kind of wish someone did, to be honest. Oh, yeah, totally. But um, anyways, uh, moving on to the more positive stuff, the positive side. <laughs> yeah, jeez, went a little dark there. But anyways, um, <laughs> okay, going into, like, how you, I guess, practically discovered, like, got interested into, like, you know, doing voice acting VO. So, like, um, how did you actually get interested, like, um... Like, at least getting into, like, you know, acting or et cetera, why not? So, if you could describe your background in acting, did you do, like, stage or theater or anything? Like, any training before you kind of started voice acting online? Um, (laughs) (laughs) I I always enjoyed acting. I never went to stage acting, but it's like I participated in, like, some plays we did in, like, high school and some, uh, some, like, smaller stuff in college. Nothing, nothing major. Um... But again, it was the Shattered Heaven thing when I decided to make it an animated series. I was like, "All right, let's 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 do this and voice." And then it just kind of boomed from there. It's like voice acting is more of a hobby for me. It's um, I enjoy it, but I'm more of a I'm a writer first, uh, animator like second, and then voice actor third, most likely. Um, I have I've I have done voiceover work uh, for small stuff. I've done some radio plays. I don't audition as much as I should. Um, <laughs> like I get opportunities, and ninety percent of the time, I, I don't take advantage of them. Uh, but like voice acting for me has always just been the hobby. And if there's an opportunity for me to voice act, that I feel like I could do. I feel like I'm Johnny Young Bosch in terms of like, I have one voice, and I'll focus on the acting over anything else. So I tend to shy away from projects that require. Um, voice ranges out of my own range that I don't think I can do if it's like okay you can you know don't worry about this specific accent or, or this and just focus on the acting then I'm fine and I'll totally do it but uh, I never I was never comfortable uh, trying to establish a voice range I always felt weird about it hmm. so. that's interesting um, so as far as like you know influences go um, I mean, you can't be a little biased um, if you know any friends online. But um, who do you look up to? Like, who are some of your, um, I guess, favorite, like, at least specifically, like, you know, voice actors um, that work in the industry that um, you were inspired by and you're like, huh, they're really, yeah, they're actually pretty good at what they do. Um, Maybe I should start doing this um, after you were blown away by a specific performance and, you know, just, Um, like, yeah. See that's hard because it's like um, the natural in, the natural like reactions to list off my friends that are all in the industry right now. Um, to to really narrow it down, like 
shit. <laughs> I haven't really thought about it, uh, truthfully. Um, Kyle Hebert was a huge, huge um, person I was a fan of because I was into super. I was super into DBZ and like him as adult Gohan was amazing. Um, so it was like him. Uh, I think I think Kyle and like Johnny Young Bosch were like my first two like celeb vo crushes technically like, crushes. oh my god those people are amazing well i mean i because like, everyone has like those voice actors that they're like oh my god this dude is amazing or this person's like fantastic and like and like when i first met uh, i i met johnny young Bosch at like a con and we like oh, talked nice. about his uh about i shine at the time it was really cool because like when you go up to voice actors a lot of people jump straight into the whole like oh my gosh you did this voice you're ichigo say this and like he also you know he did music and whatnot so it was like i because he was at his table and I was talking about his music and stuff like that and he was like more engaged it was really cool that was like it was like stupid fanboying about that in like my head and then um I met Kyle uh at SAC Anime in like oh god um 2012 maybe might have been 2012 I think it was 2012 um and we hung out with him it was really cool uh we we hung out like his hotel we, we actually got dinner together and whatnot and then uh, we, we ended up talking more. It was really cool. So we we be- actually became friends, which was really nice. And then being like s- such a fanboy too, like you have to you have to turn off the fanboy and be like an actual person. Mm, and yeah. I actually approached him. I, I approached him about um, a role in Shattered Heaven, and I was always, I was like anxious as hell about it. I was like I don't know why, because like he's super chill. And we're like friends and whatnot at this point, but I was still like, oh, everyone's busy. Uh, but he 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 took it. And, like, the first time I was mixing his lines, I was, like, fanboying like a dumbass. <laughs> like, this is amazing. Oh, my God. <laughs> and, like, yeah, it was great. It was fantastic. He actually plays um, Amber Amber's character's dad. Oh, wow. <laughs> so that was fun. And bless him. Like, every voice actor I've met uh, that I wasn't friends with beforehand are super chill. Like, they were all like Todd Habercorn I met too and hung out with him for a bit at, mm-hmm. sac, at that sack anime and he was like super cool. Um, but yeah, so that like in terms of voiceovers, that that was the initial thing. But like right now, um, the people that motivate the crap out of me are probably down to I will put Chris Neosi on that list because we do similar things. I mean, like you guys are both animators and you were. Like, I'm not going to well, yeah. bias or, like, you guys live, like, 40 minutes away, so it's not... Well, not anymore, because he lives in L.A. I know, he, he moved yeah, to LA but now, it's just, so. like, you but guys yeah. are both in New York, so... Yeah, and it was, it was like, a peer, so it was, like, he busts his ass and whatnot. Like, I found a lot of other animator people that tried to do things. Oh, you're all right? Off. Um, Amber and, like, Amanda are super motivational because they're workaholics, and they just do... They just get so much shit done. They're super humble and just good friends overall so it's like so those th- like even Brittany Lauda too because she's a good friend oh yeah and, Brittany um like her and like even Matt Shipman like another good friend it's like because they were hitting Long Island too and they moved and they're doing their own. basically any of my friends that are doing their own stuff and you know making stuff happen are super motivational mm. so I think that's probably where that's at oh yeah um as far as like you know people who motivate and inspire me um it's mostly um as far as like voice acting goes for me um there's so many people way too many names because um i was pretty much somebody who 
was always interested into um i guess vl like as early since i was um seven no wait it was like when i was 10 or 11 so um i would kind of mm-hmm. like the the funny thing though looking back at it now is like um people would people kind of sometimes can joke that like oh are you kind of stalking these voice actors i'm just like um no because like um usually i would listen to their performances and then i would look up their wikipedia pages like how they got into it and um look up information mm-hmm. like um yeah so how they got started with their backgrounds and um where they are today like um after learning more about them i'm just i kind of think to myself so what is it about these guys that, like what is it about them how did they get all of these roles that gets them like role after role after role what makes them stand out from like a lot probably hundreds of other people out there wanting to get into va so um naturally though um i could go online and look up you know um a lot of tips like i want to be a voice actor by d bradley baker which is highly recommended to anybody who wants to get into you know voice acting um his website is just uh it's really really good just i and also like i mentioned d bradley baker because he's also one of my favorites um as far as like you know creature noises and whatnot but um mm-hmm. and also christopher freeman's um voice acting mastery great podcast um talking to us with rock paulson um th- like listening to podcasts and audiobooks and just reading books like um the voiceover voice actor wanted to plug it plug that in um from yuri longdahl and tara platt um really great book yeah, i know, I know yeah there's i know there's an extended version that's out right now but i think i only have um the old one that was um i think that was published like a couple i think matt yeah yeah, I have that one. I think Matt Shipman actually contributed an article to the extended one. Oh, okay. I guess all he did that. Yeah, so as far as, like, you know, people who inspire me, um, I mean, there's a lot of, you know, the old school, like, the classic Golden Age um, voice actors that I watched as a kid. Um, like, the old Looney Tunes cartoons, like, with Mel Blanc and um, June Foray and a lot of other people. Um, as far as, like, you know, in L.A., um... I always tell Pete, I always say that like um, my top five right now are at least some of my top favorites are um, Tom Kenny, Billy West, Jim Cummings, um, Rob Paulson, like I said earlier, Richard Horvitz, and James Arnold Taylor. Just all of these guys, um, they have a lot of really, really great comic comedic timing, and they just have a, some pretty good range overall. So. I'm just like, well, maybe I wanted to start doing this someday. I wanted, <laughs> like, I wanted to start voicing, like, you know, be as many characters as I could and just be totally wacky about it. So that's just, that was just my motivation as a kid. So um, now, though, nowadays, though, I focus more, like, you know, the acting side. But I'm just always, like, the this weirdo who prefers, like, you know, the silly, zany, just cartoony voices over, like, you know, voicing this generic um this really generic like you know this standard anime male protagonist who's just like really nice like you see in a lot of anime series so it's just like i don't know it's just me though um but online they're actually trying to they're trying to move over from that too oh yeah lately or like you know trying to put more emphasis on acting instead of the old like super anime cliche tropes yeah like the um, female girls like the lolly voices that people yeah seem it's to. like <laughs> there's there, there a shift going on where where 
because voiceover has become so much more popular and you know it's it's growing anime is still extremely niche mm. um and not as big as a lot of people think it is and still the lowest paying like oh yeah <laughs> thing in, in the voiceover doubt. industry um but they are trying to shift they are starting to shift more towards like actual acting versus all the tropes mm-hmm. yeah um and online though like you said um People who ins- personally inspire me is, of course, since you did mention, bring up Kerb a lot. Um, he's also another influence on me because, like, just the way that he is really, um, how I see him is he really always puts his projects out and he always makes sure that he gets his stuff done. So I'm just like, mm-hmm. yeah, he's really hardworking and he, re- it's obvious that he really does puts in his heart and soul into each of his projects. So, um, I just find it really um and also hearing his little curb blogs like vlogs where he talks about stuff um those are very entertaining and you can put these on like if you're working on something so i think it's kind of another recommendation i guess even though it's not really yes exactly listen listen yes. listen, listen to his curb blog so he he can know that people actually listen to them <laughs> yes okay <laughs> I was, because <laughs> he Curb does, does uh, streams. He's doing streams for uh, the Tome video game. Right oh now. yeah, I think he's actually streaming right now. Actually, um, wait, right now? <laughs> so I think I was, I was. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's streaming right now. He oh wow. Uh, yeah, he's still streaming. Um, yeah, every now and then there's Mr. Softy coming in the background. That's awesome timing. Kind of want ice cream now. Um, <laughs> Like, he brings me in every now and then. I'm, like, I'm in there as, like, a chat master. So I'm oh, there the man. chat masters. We, well, yeah, it's a, he'll, when he when he needs to eat or something, something every now there's, okay, ice cream. That's awesome. <laughs> um, I'll, I'll be in there and I'll hang out with him for a bit. And one of, the, one of the things we were discussing, I think it was, like, a week ago, maybe a week and a half ago. Uh, yeah, yeah, a week and a half ago. <laughs> it was, like, because a lot of people will ask questions. And he's, like, I covered this in my curb blog. Do you guys watch them? <laughs> Like, in the most sincere way, but it's just funny. So, he's like, he feels like sometimes no one watches them. So I, think, <laughs> I think knowing that some people uh, do watch and appreciate his curb logs is tremendously helpful for him. Uh, yeah, I do, I've, I've actually, I've been on some of his curb logs, actually. Mm. Um, like, him and, we actually did uh, one about making your own animated uh, web series. Mm. Uh, that was That was in 2016. Oh, so that, that was, was kind of a fun. while back. Well, yeah, that's when we did it because that was it was to coincide with my uh, first season finale. Oh, so that's nice. The curb blog about making your own animated series. It was fun. Anyone's interested in making their own animated series, I highly recommend finding that curb blog. It was a lot of information drop on there. Yeah, so kind of curious. So, like, when did you actually first started talking with Curb? Like, when? Did, how did you guys first? meet i guess um 2013 oh okay is when we first kind of met like we met actually uh through a, a party thing of britney's mm. um and we talked a bit and but we didn't really become friends until like uh 2014 where him uh me him and akira uh, were guests at a con upstate new york that uh, britney was at and so it was just all of the four of us during the weekend and just talking and like becoming friends that way and like taking the train back down to New York and whatnot. Um, so 2014 is when him and I became like actual friends and started working together and talking more. 
then he like left for like LA like soon after. Mm. But uh, yeah, so so I'd say around 2014. Mm, fascinating. You know, um, I think I should probably tell you, give a little bit of plug in that like um, I actually just um, how did it happen? I think I actually did interview Kerb like. Um, for this podcast, um, I don't know how it even happened because, like, I was just emailing him saying, like, hey, do you want to be on my podcast? And he was like, sure. Like, just, I thought he would be busy with his Tom RPG, but guess not because he yeah, was so... Yeah, he's, 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 fun, he's funny like that. No, I mean, like, I literally thought that he would be, like, um, so occupied with this little RPG video game. And I'm just like, no, he was. he's available, like, every single night for, like, it was, nah, this was dude, back in May. He's, yeah. he's super chill. Yeah, he's, he's super chill with that stuff. But that was back in May, though. So he was. It turns out that we actually talked in the morning instead of in the, like you know, evening. Because apparently some people do actually do like to get up pretty early in the morning. But it was like at eleven thirty, like close to noon. But no, I didn't mean that early. Yeah. But no, he's just a really cool guy, pretty chill and really nice. Has that sarcastic wit to him that he's kind of known for. Like, <laughs> like, hi, I'm Kerbifer, and I do. Um, I make video games and I animate and blah blah blah. Yeah, he just kind of has this, <laughs> but it's kind of charming yeah. though. So yeah, but outside of Curb, like Kira Buckland is also another one that I look up to, and I actually met, just recently met her at um, this convention this past weekend. Um, getting to see her in person after looking up to her work for so so many years is just um, yeah, it's just been really. It was a huge honor, and I've just been really flattered that she actually knew me from Discord. So, in um, some a certain server which I'll plug in in a while from now. So, yeah, um, mm-hmm. Kira's another big influence. Like I look up to her a yeah, lot. Kira's, so, yeah, Kira, Kira's good people. She's she's a good friend. Oh yeah, um, we're actually. Oh God, we're working on um, <laughs> we're working on her animated series slowly, but it's happening. Oh. <laughs> Uh, called Dragon Star, so that's a thing that we're that we're working on. Oh, that's a thing still. Uh, me and Curb actually. Well, yeah, it's well again. I'm animating it, so it's well duh. Into web series while you know having a day job to live and working on a book and all this stuff is kind of a pain in the ass. Mm. Um, but yeah, so we're working on that at the moment. Yeah, but, yeah so I highly recommend Kira. She's really good. Good person. Yeah. So I'm sorry. But just to go back for a bit, so did you meet Kira on Newgrounds or somewhere else? Uh, I met her uh, technically through Newgrounds. Technically. Because that's where I first heard of her. So and this was before joined, Curb, right? Uh, like, this yeah, was before I you met Curb. I joined yeah. uh, Voice Acting Alliance and then and uh, Voice Acting Club, and which was hers. And she auditioned uh, for the original series of Shatter Heaven. And then, so we worked together in that. And that's where I met her and then... The friendship just happened through that, and she voiced again in the rebooted series. Um, so yeah, that's where I met her. Mm. So like, speaking of animations, like any specific like you know Flash animators or animations like uh, besides Curb, obviously, but like um, any other Newgrounds artists that you look up to, or any animators like who work in the industry that um, kind of left an, an impact on you in a way. I am horrible with individual voice actors. Oh, individual voice individual No, animators. animators especially in, Artists, in yeah. Japan. I'm, like, very, very horrible at, like, that. Because I'm very, like... Because I have little time. So, I'm, like, my time is usually, like, all right, work. Editing this book. 
animate, do the stuff that I need to get done. You know, I'll watch stuff and I'll enjoy it, and I've learned from it. Like any any of the good Gundam animations, like Unicorn style and even the origin and like any of that. Like I could name the series and whatnot, but I, I am horrible. I, I cannot name the individual animators or the animation directors or whatnot. I'm just not good with that because I just never really pay attention, which sounds really bad. And I probably should. But, um, in terms... Like, Newgrounds and I kind of had a falling out. Um, mainly because it's... When I started posting there, finally, it was there was a tonal shift in the content that was going on there and being wanted. Um, a lot of Newgrounds was very parody-based. Um, very vulgar joke-based. And very short attention span-based, so... Uh, wasn't really welcome there, to be honest. There were a few people that enjoyed, you know, what I did. But a lot of the times, the comments on there were just straight up dick. To, for lack of better phrasing. Very like, oh, you take yourself too seriously. Because I was doing a serious, like, web series. And what, it was, like, dramatic and, like, story episodic and whatnot. And it's just, it wasn't a thing that Newgrounds... Not the site directly. Newgrounds, the, the site, you know... Uh, they were they were super kind to me and like really I respect the hell out of all of them, but the the audience base of Newgrounds made me just not want to post there anymore or really be active in the community because I wasn't. Unlike a lot of the Newgrounds animators, I wasn't animating because I loved animation. I was animating because I had a story that I wanted to throw into that medium. Um, but uh, there's this guy Jazz Light. It was a really really talented animator. Uh, he's still doing stuff. I follow him on Twitter. He's always inspired the crap because of how good he was, how like smooth his action animations were and, and everything like that. Um, so off Newgrounds, definitely him. Um, trying to think. I didn't see anything like recently from a lot of animators. <laughs> a lot of animators that I followed kind of just fell off the wagon. Um, oh, no. Actually, you know what? That's a lie. That's a lie. Uh, there's this guy, uh, Brandon Wright. Uh, he does a 3D animation ser animated series called Dead Star, which, dude, props to anyone that animates in 3D. I, I don't have the patience to learn it. Um, super dedicated, super talented. Uh, so he he he's a good person. Um, uh, Shoki Tam, she has uh, a, another web series called uh, Superhero Clock that she doesn't flash. Uh, highly recommend watching her stuff. She's so good. Uh, she's another person. She's another friend, but super motivating to me. Uh, Curb, obviously. Um, I mean, with his tomes stuff and um, his parents. Yeah, it's like <laughs> the tomes. The ironic stuff was I didn't watch Tome initially. Um, I found it later on. Like I, I did watch the Sprite stuff, which is hilarious. He's like, don't ever talk about that ever again. I was like, I'm gonna because <laughs> I'm a dick uh, and then like the web series because we were both doing the stuff around the same time we both followed the same pattern where we did the first version of our like vision we didn't like that and then we rebooted it uh, so we, we kind of went along a parallel path but like off the top of my head those are really the animators that I really um respect off the top of my head and I said that I said like I'm like tired from a long day so I'm like repeating words uh, okay. English. Um, That's fine. <laughs> but yeah, they're, they're, those are the ones that I really follow um, often. 
Yeah, so one question that I do actually want to know is um, how does your whole, I guess, what is your day consistently, how do you manage, you know, your work schedule? Like, um, how does the whole process with creating, you know, Shattered Heaven and, you know, working alongside Kira and the dragons <laughs> stuff, so how do you usually maintain or juggle it all? Caffeine and no sleep, basically. <laughs> Um, I don't, rec I'm not lying. I'm really, it's, it's cause I have an eight, I have a 40 hour a day, jo a week job because I need to live, you know, mm. I need to yeah. earn income. I have Patreon, but you know, it's very hard, you know, with original stuff to get people to find you anymore, like, like follow stuff and want to donate money to help you live and whatnot. Um, so it's like, I have an eight hour job <laughs> and then like after said eight hour job, I'm usually animating and working on stuff for the series or, or writing till I don't know four or five in the morning and then have to get up at like seven to go to work again it's super not healthy and I need to emphasize this don't do it I'm just insane and it's just how I personally deal with it and then I'll, I'll when I make certain deadlines that I set for myself I end up crashing for like a week or a few, or usually a few days. I was actually talking about this on Twitter, uh, and Brittany called me a liar, and she doesn't believe me. Um, that I actually took a break, and my friends were proud of me, and they're like, "That's probably bad that we're proud of you, that you actually took a week off." Um, so that says a lot about what I do. Unfortunately, balancing all this stuff is very difficult. You really have to be in it because you love it. If you're in it for any other reason, you would not be able to do it. You would just crash and burn. And I've known a lot of people that wanted to do animated web series on their own and they kind of took it for granted and they were boasting about wanting to be at cons and wanting to do panels and it's fine to want to do that stuff <laughs> but that shouldn't be the main reason you're in it you shouldn't be talking about that before you've gotten your first episode out and unfortunately every single one of them that have said that have stopped trying to do it <laughs> um balance is key i highly recommend it i don't have balance i overwork um, so yeah, that's kind of what it is. It's a lot of not sleeping and taking intermittent naps <laughs> and caffeine. <laughs> Lots of caffeine. <laughs> Don't do what I do. <laughs> well, massive caffeine. Maybe I should take a couple of notes from Kira then. <laughs> but I'm just, Yeah, I'm well, yeah. whose who's fault is it? Do you think, who, whose fault is it? It's 100% her fault. Wow. Freaking her and her Mexican... Her and her Mexican mochas, okay? Like, when I visited her and, like, all them in L.A., like, a few years back, she's like, all right, you're having a Mexican mocha. And I did. And it's addicting. So all the coffee caffeine stuff is 100% Kira Buckland's fault. Okay, yes. So just go on her Twitter page and then just make a bunch of, you know, raging comments like, how dare you ruin Adam Tilford's life? I, 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 I'm kidding. Okay, I'm just joking. I'm joking. Guys, please don't do that. Uh, I've called her out on it. I was like, I hate you. <laughs> I was like, I don't, but I hate you because of the caffeine. Well, if you, um, well, no, if, it's like, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. You... Honestly, I drink, I drink more vitamin water than, than drink coffee. To be honest, I usually, I do drink coffee every now and then, but it's mainly, it's mainly tea, um, like green tea, honey green tea, like mint tea is usually what I drink. Mm. Um, but when I am gonna do like an all nighter, I will get double shots from like starbucks <laughs> just be like all right all right i got this <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah 
So, for Shattered Heaven, um, I, I know that you might have told a little bit of a origin behind it, but, like, um, so with Shattered Heaven, um, so, like, with this whole concept that you came up with, um, how, like, over the years, um, with the time that you have been working on it with the original series up until the reboot, um, so how has the whole experience been for you? Like, do you have to go through many challenges, struggles, or your triumphs, and what are some gifts that you've, uh, I guess you could consider them, like some of the privileges that you've had while now that you're still working on it, like any, um, your favorite things, aspects, least favorites, um, all of that good technical stuff that goes on behind the scenes? Um, well, I finished the re, the, the full revision of the novel last year, mm -hmm. um, because like I said, you know, it helped me get through a lot of dark times in my life. Um, so it was nice to get that out. Um, I half-assed published it in 2011. Um, I didn't want to, but I was going through some shit, and I think my dad at the time didn't understand the concept of uh, online work and not rushing stuff. And he's like, oh, well, if you're doing something, you should get money off it, and you should just publish it and just do it. And I was like, all right, fine. So peer pressure did it. Um, but I, I knew it wasn't ready so I didn't like fully publish it. I didn't promote it. I just like, all right, it's out. Whatever. If you, whatever. It's an ebook. Leave me alone. Um, but last, last year I finished the full revision of the book and, um, actually animate, starting to animate it helped me understand it better, which was weird and unexpected. Cause like I said, I'm a writer first and it's, it's a three novel series. I have the second book has been written and that's actually being revised right now. And then I have to rewrite the third book completely. Um, it's been a good distraction from stresses in life and it's been a good way to vent things and I've learned a lot about myself through writing it and then in 2013 um, I decided you know I decided to do the reboot of the series um, the first time I did the series it was like a seat the series was like a sequel to the books um, excuse me which was a mistake and I shouldn't have done so because it's like alright well no one knows the original books and you're jumping right into something and no one knows what the hell's going on. That's bad. So when I decided to redo it in 2013, the animated series and make it completely based off the first book, meaning starting from the beginning and like developing everything there, I learned the hard way um, that you can't directly adapt a book to a visual medium. There's a whole bunch of other things you don't think about uh, when you're doing something visually as opposed to something in prose. So, by doing this, I learned to expand the universe and the environment and develop characters that weren't necessarily developed originally in the book. Um, so it improved me as a writer. And when I went to revise the novel completely last year, it was more in line with the animated series because at the time, there was two versions. It was like, all right, you have Shadow having the book and then Shadow having the animated series, which was different. And the animated series had different characters that weren't in the book. Uh, specifically, uh, Karen Delore, who's uh, voiced by Amanda Lee, um, she wasn't in the book. She was actually written for the series at the time. And I liked her character so much. I was like, no, she's part of this series. This, this universe has to be in the book. So by doing the anime series, I was like, it made me a better writer. And then when I went back to rewriting the book, it just made the story so much better and had so much more depth. And the characters grew in ways that I didn't have them grow before. Um, so that was fun. Working with Amanda was also 
a shit ton of fun because um, we were friends at the time, but I hadn't had a chance to work with her. So I was like, hey, do you want to do this? She's like, yeah. I was like, awesome. And then I had her, um, she actually did the ending theme song for the first season. Uh, fantastic job. Uh, her, along with uh, Luke Thomas, did the instrumentals and the lyrics, and she like did all the vocals. And just, just, it just gave it, just gave the series a sense of legitimacy, even though it was like done in flash and it was very crude at the beginning. It like evened out like around like the third episode, fourth episode especially, and then on. Um, but it was just really cool because it was the first time I had an original track that was technically mine. Uh, so that was a f- really fun experience. Um, meeting all the people that I've become friends with, you know, voice actor friends. Um, like Brittany helped direct a few episodes. Um, I met. Uh, her and I became good friends like before that and better through it. And same thing with Matt Shipman. Um, Kira, of course, her and I became better, much better th- friends through this whole project. Um, then Amber jumped on at the end um, as Sharon, and we became like better friends because of that. Basically, it's like every everyone that I worked with, I became like really good friends with. Well, we were friends in advance, and then they jumped into it. And then same thing with Curb, actually. Uh, like, so he, like, he voices and became better friends as well. Um, the project, it's like, the, the, my, my audience, quote unquote, is really small in comparison, like, to home and everything else like that, because it, it's just difficult to get people to watch original content that they have no, like, famil- familiarity with, especially when they're episodic and they have, like, they're, like, 11 minutes long. It's, it's hard for people to jump into something that requires that much time. You know, but the friends that I've made are probably the biggest achievement that I've had, and the networking that I've done through it, and the people that I work with. And getting to work with Kyle was amazing. Wow. <laughs> and like the inner fanboy in me loved every I every st- minute of it. I mean, so. I still cannot even believe that you got Kyle, despite the fact, like you know, at first you look up to him, but then like him actually voicing in your show, it's just like it's always bizarre having like you know somebody who you idolize um actually getting them to be in something that you're being in yeah. your dumb silly stuff and it's just like wow so this is this just happened this is actually a thing now i what is this i only asked him because we became friends mm-hmm. if we hadn't become friends i would not have had the balls to email him and ask oh wow <laughs> like, yeah it, i wouldn't have it's like we became friends through through the one hangout and then like it's like we hung out once and I was very humble about it. It was very chill. And then I saw him again at Otakon and he remembered who I was. And that was like, Oh my God, that's awesome. And then we had a good talk and whatnot. And it's just, he was just re- he's one of the most humble and nicest like voice actors in the industry you'll ever meet. Mm, um, yeah. Really good, really good guy. Um, but yeah, that's basically it. It's like, like I've had downs, you know, depression, anxiety. Cause I say you don't get in this for attention, but there are times where you want to see that you're part of, like that you're considered a peer with everyone else. And if you don't have that, you you start getting down yourself or you maybe you work, this goes for anything, not just this, but if you work your ass off on something and you feel like you improved and then you drop drop it out and then like barely anyone notices it or there's barely any comments on it, that's a defeating feeling. And it gets very hard to swallow and that's where imposter syndrome comes in into play where you start to doubt um your own achievements or if you're good enough for something or if you're good enough to be included 
uh, in the same discussion as like other indie projects and whatnot. Like I've never wanted to to be super famous or anything like that. I just wanted my 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 own personal thing is always to just uh, be included as a peer with other indie creators and other indie content creators in that re- in that respect. Be like, oh yeah, there's that that guy that does that series. That's an example of indie animation. Like when people look back at like the past ten years or whatnot, and it's really there's really been an indie production boom um i don't include rooster teeth in it anymore because they're kind of not they kind of ever since genlock kind of grabbed all the cast that they get that they did for that they kind of lost their indie studio card (laughs) and they've become a legitimately uh bigger one but like when you look back at the, the age of when web animation happens it's like the only thing i want is to be included in that discussion and it's always nice to see you know friends share your stuff that you that you work on and to the point where that as they're all growing that they're still proud or they still enjoy being part of your project and it's not something they look back and be like oh wow yeah i'm embarrassed to acknowledge i was ever a part of that um so there's always that anxiety and that's an anxiety thing that really happens with any content creator to be honest it's just i'm more open about it than mount than most (laughs) a lot of people don't discuss it they just show their their best side and bless them to be able to do that I'm extremely open about a lot of these things because, again, I think it's important that a lot of people are aware that, you know, content creators that they might look up to or they might just enjoy their work are vulnerable. Like, I've had a few um, discussions where people will, stream, will be in a stream that I'm in and they'll say, hey, I started, you know, I'm you, you've inspired me to do my own thing or to give it a shot. And that's like, I think that's the most rewarding thing I've ever heard. Like, if anyone can take anything from watching my stream series or whatnot and find that inspirational to try their own hand at being creative then hell that's like i think that's the best thing i could ever hope to achieve with it um but yeah like content creation in general it's like an up and down of confidence excitement then a drop of like anxiety and depression and doubt and then a balancing off of logic being like no you're being stupid that's just anxiety and then back up the confidence and then back down it's like a never-ending cycle Mm. all very fascinating stuff dude yeah it's a it's a ball of stuff (laughs) Mm, yeah well i mean um i could like listen but i just really um at least you were getting delved into the more specific stuff so i mean it's really fine though because um it's just really about all that i can that's really just about what i wanted to hear so at least it's nice (laughs) and rewarding that people actually care about your stuff and that you inspire people and working with the voice actors and whatnot it's just really um yeah you probably must have gotten super lucky though (laughs) that's what i'm saying um must have been really I mean, how, you know, getting, like, you know, a lot of these cast members, like, being friends with them, and, um, now that they're, um, you're working with them on new projects and stuff, it's, um, maintaining friendships and relationships is always pretty much a big key, um, when it comes to, you know, when you're independent online, and, um, it can get, lead you into more stuff, more opportunities, and that's just really all stuff that I'm currently learning myself, so, um, I might be in a I mean, not to say that, like, I've been getting, like, a, a lot of opportunities just by doing this, but, um, yeah, maybe sometime in the future, maybe, um, 
something along the way can happen to me where I can make new friendships, make connections, and all of that good stuff. So, yeah, it's um feels hum really humble. So that's kind of really all I can say <laughs> for this. Um, yeah, yeah, it's uh it's definitely a fun. I I got I got lucky in the sense that all of these people we all met through like the online voice acting community and we all grew around the same time together like we all ventured into you know becoming professionals in both like mentality you know and work ethic and at this around the same time so we all knew each other before breaking grounds into the industry and whatnot um so it's just one of those things where you keep those friendships and you be a good person i think it's extremely important to emphasize when it comes to networking you don't want to networking isn't like trying to get someone to do something for you like oh you're popular let me go let me go become your friend because if i'm your friend then i can get into other things it's it's all about like sincerity and like liking a person as a person and naturally building up into a friendship like because I the the opportunities I've gotten, you know, have always been because of the friendships I've had, and because they know that I'm a decent person. Um, that I'm not gonna <laughs> take advantage of them or whatnot, and they, they've all come like naturally. So I'm lucky in the sense that I feel like that time, like 2007, 2008, was like kind of like the golden age of online voice acting everything was still stable everyone was working towards certain things forums were really important but those kind of have died at this point like they still exist but you know discord servers happens but there was also less memes and stuff like that there were memes but they weren't as you know important everyone was really, or in your face really focused yeah they weren't in your face back then not you could actually have like we all had like we had our fun don't be wrong we had our stupid like shit posting chats and discussions and whatnot but at the, at the core of it all of us, like me, Kira, you know, um, Curb, um, Bree, Brittany, Matt, uh, Amber too, uh, for Natalie, just all like even like Erica Mendez and like Lucian Dodge and oh yeah, those guys. guys. Like we like I, I used to crash at Lucian's house uh, apartment all the time when he was in New York. Because, um, again, we all grew up on, like, the VAA. And, like, if we were in New York, we all saw each other and hung out and whatnot. But it's just, like, that whole class, quote-unquote, of online actors and creators all had the same passion mentality of, like, let's let's improve ourselves, let's make stuff, let's do things and move on. And, honestly, it was, like, people did fan dubs, um, but, th but there was still a balance. I think it was around the time of bridging started to become a thing that it shifted where a uh, bridging's fine and, and you know whatnot but uh, it was around that time that the community shifted you had the people that were going professional kind of just moved and did the professional stuff and then you had the people that were left were getting more into wanting to be a bridgers and focus on fan dubs for whatever reason there there were people that liked to do it because they just enjoyed it and there were people who tried to do it because they wanted to become internet famous and the concept of like original projects kind of slowed down around that point where they just kind of died out and then youtube did the youtube thing and where it's even harder to find people so i got lucky in that in that um sense that I was surrounded by a lot of really talented and 
humble and really motivated people. I don't necessarily know if the current crop of online voice actors have the same mentality because I don't interact with them as much. You know, I'm interacting with them every now and then. You know, I have open casting calls now to find new talent. Um, and the ones that I found are super talented and have that motivation. But I don't know if the current atmosphere is like what the atmosphere was when I when I was really a part of it. So I don't know if there's a big difference now. Hmm. So I will always say I'm lucky and I'm privileged to have gone through it at that time. Well, I mean, technically it still is. Um, it's just that um you just really have to find like you know the right just the right group of people and the right being a in a nice atmosphere and all because i know that especially on the internet eh, you're about to have like a get you're gonna be dealing with like you know uh, a bit of toxic stuff but yeah. yeah like we we had toxic we had toxic then but i don't think it was as often like we definitely had it but i think like then it was just kind of like all right Go to the site. You're gonna find people that are like chill and like it was. You didn't have to really search to find the good group of people. I think now you might have to put more effort in searching. I think that might be the difference now that you mentioned it. Mm, yeah. So, um, I guess I do have a couple more. Then we're, I guess, we may eventually, um, you know, um, wrap up for today. So, um, mm -hmm. any advice for like those that are currently dealing with like you know depression, anxiety, or just to raise more mental health awareness uh, based on personal experiences or like how you deal with it and how you know what are your best honest advice that you could give to those that may need um, you know a hand on their sh a chip good chip on their shoulder so to speak right um professional help is always a must um it's not the end all but i if you're like in a really dark place Finding professional help is highly recommended. I'm not like a mental health professional. I could say what's worked for me. You know, what worked for me might not work for other people. Um, I can say that the anxiety and the stuff is in your head and it's not a reflection of you as a person. Um, even though it seems like it is, it's really not. Um, don't be afraid to reach out to friends friends do care about you and they are most likely going to listen to you uh, vent out your issues and they're going to be there for you and they're going to support you uh, but professional help is where you balance it out so you don't mentally drain your friends because um, you, you have to find a balance um, if you want to if you <laughs> see it's, it's very there's so many different things. I don't want to say go get medicine and go get on pills. <laughs> wow. Well, I mean, you know, like antidepressant pills. You know, I don't mean like, you know what I mean? It's because you have to have to really emphasize the professional help thing. And like I was stubborn about it for a lo the longest time. I was like, I don't need to go see professional help. I don't need to go see a therapist. I could do it on my own. You, you most likely can't. <laughs> you know, for me... I had a creative outlet. I was able to take my my pain and like turn it into writing, mm. and it got me through that. But not everyone's creative. Not everyone can just jump and do that. Um, so it's very basic, but the best advice is to really seek professional help and to not be embarrassed about it. I think that's one of the things that prevents people from doing it because 
prevented me from doing it for the longest time, where I felt like I was weak for admitting that I was depressed or I was suffering from something. And that made me less of a person. Um, but the fact is it doesn't. It makes you stronger than most because you're able to admit that you have a problem that you yourself can't fix. Um, so the best advice is always going to be seek professional help. Um, step under that is to don't shy from your friends. Like when your friends are asking, hey, are you okay? Don't be like, yeah, I'm fine. When you're really not, you know, <laughs> you, you could just be like, uh, it, um, there's something going on. And then you can ask them. You can say, do you mind if I share this with you? Because I need to talk to someone about it. And nine times out of ten, your friends are going to be like, yeah, you're my friend. Of course you can, like, lean on my shoulder. You will be pleasantly surprised when you approach your friends. And for for the people that aren't suffering from depression, that have friends that are, that are depressed, um just listen you don't have to solve their problem a lot of the times people just want an ear you know they just want to be heard and be told that their feelings are valid and that their existence is valid that you don't need to solve their problem um telling them to just get over it is something you should never say <laughs> because it's not that simple you can't just magically get over depression um just get it so over just, just get over it yeah it's <laughs> It's like, that's the, that's the worst thing you could say. But when people open up to you, just listen. Just a simple saying, hey, thinking of you is fine. Like, you don't have to um, be their therapist if you're not comfortable with it. Just acknowledging their existence by saying, hey, how you doing? Does wonders, like, way more than you could possibly think it does. And going back to the people that are suffering from depression, definitely find something that takes your mind off things, you know, it's not, a, all, it's not an answer to solving the problem completely, but it, it keeps it going. Like, you can hang you can hang that depression up for a bit while you're working on something and, and utilizing your brain to create something. So if you're an artist or a writer or a voice actor, um, dive into your work. Use your pain as fuel. And convert it into something creative. Because then you might end up reaching someone else, and they, you might end up helping them without even knowing it exactly again again seek get professional help if it ever gets really really bad and never feel embarrassed for reaching out it's like the best i got (laughs) without rambling i can go into i can go into it like an hour but to like make it succinct it's like that's like probably the best it's the best advice i can give i think Honestly, oh, you're not alone. Oh, that, there's that too. You're not alone. We all suffer. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was gonna say like, I was like, oh, do I have to add in some of my own? Like, I was exactly that was exactly what I was just gonna say. stop stealing, please, <laughs> dude. Just please. Like there you, you have to steal, you know, just um, my motivational, just words of wisdom, or uh, if you know, Jeff magical words of wisdom or whatever but yeah um (laughs) other than that i don't really think i have much to say i mean you just pretty much nailed it on the head so yeah so i don't think there's like really anything that i could say except um i mean professional help and talk to your friends about it and talk to your parents or teachers or like somebody that you can trust um (laughs) 
<laughs> like, um, you know, I am almost starting to think about, like, you know, that old Sonic says, like, um, you gotta tell somebody <laughs> that you trust. Your parents, your teacher, a police officer, a police officer. No, I'm not that. No, I mean, just, like, friends and teachers, and, like, friends and your family members, like, it's really nothing wrong of opening up and sharing. So, um, as long as you've really got enough good, su if you got a lot of support, friends are supportive of your work and what you do, and they're on your side, then, hey, you know, you might never know what you can even accomplish because there's somebody out there who may want to ask for you. Like, they might look up to you, and you might be an influence or inspiration to them. So, yeah, never know what, which doors are going to be opened up for you. So, <laughs> it's kind of like, um, and, like, when you said that, like, um, hi, when you talk to a person and they're just, you know, smiling, but you then, then you realize they're kind of smiling to just hide the pain that they're um, going through, and there's darkness inside, and they're just smiling. Everything's always smiling and cheerful and peachy on the outside, but inside, it's just like, <laughs> like, you know, this one meme that I keep, that I keep seeing going around, it's like, um, everything is so good, but it's like when you say that you're fine, but you're not really fine, you're just, or something like that. <laughs> Yeah. Well, it's yeah. it's true. It's it's like everyone online um, puts on their best persona. Yeah. Because you don't want to talk. You don't want to talk about all the stuff going on. They just put a mask on so to hide their people, true shame. <laughs> but yeah. well, a, a lot of people see people and they think they're like immune to depression and they think, yeah. Oh man, if only I could be as happy as that person. But yeah, no, that person's not happy. They're just really good at faking it. <laughs> mm. Yes, because faking happiness and just like even. I'm not going to go into personal detail about myself, but, like, usually one of the things that I usually cope with um, that kind of gets a kick out of people is, like, um, hey, you know what? Let's just make jokes about, like, how I'm just, like, a very bad, horrible person, like, making jokes and then, like, yeah, I'm just kind of, like, making fun of this because I am just so full of crap because self-deprecating humor is the best way to get through life. Total sarcasm, ladies and gentlemen, but... <laughs> uh, I, I'm, just, I'm just I'm just this is all joking it, it's all funny games though but I don't really suffer with um, depression myself or but anxiety and stuff is kind of common so uh, yeah I'm still getting help but um, that's really all I can say but I think just to end this off um, I guess to close it off um, any sort of like you know last big um I mean, like, with your progress, with what's going on with, like, after you completed Shattered Heaven, um, now you're moving on to animating with, um, Kira with her Dragon, um, series, um, how did they, so, like, did she reach out to you, or, like, with, with all of your shows, actually, um, um how did, um, with the whole process, you posted, like, you know, the auditions, or, like, did people actually come to you, like, saying, hey, I want to audition for this, or did you just, like, ask them, or how does the whole process well, really go? Well, Shattered Heaven's still going on. It's like season two's in production. Um, oh, yeah. should hopefully be debuting at the end of the year, at least getting that going. Like, I just had my five-year anniversary of the reboot last week. Oh, nice. Um, Sorry dropped, I couldn't make it to the stream. The... Jeez, I was just busy no, vacationing and breaker. Um, <laughs> yeah. Like, the new, the new trailer was um, is out now. So that so I'm working on that. Mm -hmm. um, Dragon Star... Actually, it happened in like 2014, or um, her, me, and Curb were hanging out, and she had wanted to like redo the because it used to be an audio drama of hers from years ago, um, and she wanted to redo it. And I was like, "Oh, you should animate it. You should make an animated series." And Curb's like, "I ain't doing it. You animate it." And I was like, "Okay." 
And that's how that happened, like, jokingly. <laughs> the three of us talking about uh, she should redo it and, like, make it more modern and whatnot. And then he's like, I'm busy. I was like, I'm busy too, dude. He's like, but you, I was like, fine, I'll animate it. What? So decided to, like, handle the character designs and then oh, was that. I um, thought it would be, like, the other way around where, like, Kerb is going to animate it, you do the character designs. And, yeah, it probably would have been interesting if it went the other way. So. <laughs> yeah, these uh, dudes. I don't know. It, it it worked out, um, and then we ended up we we did a quick trailer when I was still using Flash for animation. I didn't like it, and then like, when I finished my first season in 2016, I was like, "All right, I need to switch up because if I'm going to do this series for Kira, I, I need to have it look better than Flash does." And so around last yeah last year, I actually put out um, a, a short clip from the first episode because I use Clip Studio Paint for animation now. Um, but we ended up scrapping it anyway because Kira didn't like the writing and she wanted to redo it and make the characters better. So right now it's in like that early production phase where we're like we're updating the character designs and trying to find a good hybrid style between me and Curb to make it simpler for me to animate. Because with Shattered Heaven, I go like full detail and I keep trying to do more detail as a one-person animation studio, which I shouldn't do, but I do. So for Dragon Star, we're trying to simplify it so I can balance it better. Um, in terms of auditions for things, uh, I'm doing, I do open casting calls now for the longest time. I just use people in my own, like, um, voiceover pool, but I've run out of people in my pool. So I have to open up auditions. So like I did, uh, emergency auditions about like two weeks ago and I have a, a bigger, um, casting call coming out probably tomorrow mm. and that'll be up for about like a month, I think. Mm. Um, but I do get sometimes people do approach me asking, "Oh, can I audition?" And I was like, "I'm gonna be honest. Let me, from a director producer standpoint, let mm. me let me say this." Okay. Um, Go ahead. Hold on. Um, <laughs> sorry. Don't like throw unsolicited um, advice or like audition requests to people. Like, if you're gonna do something or if you're gonna approach a director, be like, "Hey, I see you do this." Is it okay if I can send you my demo for consideration? Like, I have a lot of people will just drop their demo and be like, hey, here's my demo. It's like, all right, thanks. It's like you want to be professional and, like, humble and chill and whatnot. So if you're going to, like, approach a director of any kind, I highly recommend introducing yourself first and then asking if they are willing to accept your, um, your demo. Mm-hmm. So that's that's that. All right. Um, so like with your casting call, like, oh, wait, wait, wait. Let me just get this little, um, you know, conspiracy out of the way. Oh, so are you going to like, you know, cast your friends to be in your little this casting call? You're just not going to give like any and all upcoming voice actors or anybody out there like people who haven't got their chance you're just not gonna give them a chance you're just gonna cast you know your buddies <laughs> casting people yeah because casting your personal friends and your projects is just always that just get gives people like you know sometimes well i mean it can be a little um how can i describe it um it's kind of you know a little half and half 50 50 little divisive so I mean, you cast your friends because, like, you know, you know them in your project because, like, 
your buddies with them, then fine. But like um, casting, you know, people who haven't really got their big breaks, big chances or anything like that. So is that kind of like what you're kind of going for? Like casting new come new people? Well, like, all my all my friends are already cast, so yeah. <laughs> I can't really recast my friends who are already cast as people. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, it's the open audition is to find other talent, you know. And yeah, then, more like, new talent. Um, right more new talent. talent and right and then like they get added to my ta- even if i don't cast them like a lot of times if i don't feel like someone's fit for a role they just get added to my talent pool anyway mm. and a lot of times i share that talent pool with other professionals that are looking for people mm. as well um but yeah it, at this point it's more about just finding newer talent because all my friends are already cast and talent above friendship to be honest is how it always works it's just i have a lot of talented friends so but right now, no, there is no priority in casting. It's all about finding new talent. Like, I just got, um, I just found uh, someone I never worked with before. Um, she just got cast as a main role. And very, because I did an emergency uh, recasting audition um, about two weeks ago. And there's so many talented people that I had never heard of before. So these things are fun. They are, they are fun because they get to see new talent that I wouldn't have seen beforehand. Mm. All right. Um, I think we're kind of just about running out of time here. So um, any last bit of, I guess, um, you know, futures, like plugins, like any projects that you are definitely working on right now or any of future stuff that we may be looking forward to, like convention appearances and, you know, more work or just et cetera. Like, uh, you know, just the general mumbo jumbo mm-hmm. plug in of what you um, do and things right now all be really... looking forward to <laughs> yeah right now it's really only the shatter heaven stuff because that's the majority of my time at the moment um like the trailer is out people should watch that um the book should hopefully be out by the end of the year um season two should be out hopefully by the end of the year um i'm not doing any cons anymore at the moment because i'm pre- preparing to move so i'm not really looking at conventions so there's none, nothing there. Um, Dragon Star, when Kira and I get something solid out, is something to look forward to. Um, but that that's basically about it that I can think about in terms of, like, plugging or anything. Mm. Moving. Scattered heaven stuff. <laughs> mm. Moving soon, eh? So um, how's the whole process with this... Um you know, moving out of the New York thing looking for you, huh? Were you planning to move, if you don't mind well, me asking? Hmm? Well, I'm going to Dallas. It'll be next year, so nice it's just, Dallas. Know, building thing. Yeah. You'll be close to Funimation and all of those anime dumping companies going on down there. <laughs> yeah, that should be yeah, interesting. Yeah, friends are, so it's friends, like, yeah. you gotta be where your social network is. Yeah, Amberly Connors. Surrounded and, by other people. You know, Howard and Brittany and a lot of other fellas over there. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> good luck. Yeah. yeah. Show, like, more Thanks. power to you and good luck with, you know, whatever you decide to do in the <laughs> future. Um, I'll be... I'm rooting for you. I'll be pulling for you. So, uh, you definitely do have my support. So, hey, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, dude. <laughs> Thanks, dude. Appreciate it. Can never have enough support, you know? Mm, yeah, it's true. But um, any last, you know, I guess, advice or protest to anybody who wants to start getting creative, like if they want to make a show or do voice acting, animated drawing, you know, just 
why don't you go out there and um, let their creative juices flow on the internet, so to speak? Do it. Don't don't hesitate when it comes to that. It's just like it's literally like throwing paint at the wall. Don't. I know a lot of people want to wait until they think they can make it perfect, but you're never going to be perfect. Just get something done. It is more impressive to actually finish something mm. than it is to make quote unquote perfection over the span of 15 years you know just you have to just jump into it and do it and do it for the right reason do it for you do it because being creative makes you feel better about yourself and you feel fulfilled never do stuff for attention never do stuff for popularity or e-fame because it'll fail because then you're going to be paying way too much attention to how many likes and how many follows you get and how many comments you get and that's going to hurt you if you don't get like a like an immense amount you know everything's a building process you start slow from the beginning and then you build into something so if you want to do something just do it hmm. you know, don't worry about it if it's bad or or whatever the fact that you finish something that's a huge achievement and something not a lot of people get done so just do it Okay, like, I really, really do not want to, you know, use more memes or bring in any more memes in here. But, like, to quote Shia LaBeouf, just, yeah, I knew just yeah. do it! You gotta just do it! Live your dreams! Just do it! You gotta just do it, man! Just don't let your dreams go to waste! Just do it! Just gotta do it! So, or like Emperor Palpatine, just do it. Did somebody say, just do it? Yes, just do it. Do it. <laughs> so, that was my terrible Palpatine impression and my terrible Shia LaBeouf <laughs> impression. So, yeah, that's a really nice way to close off this interview. <laughs> <laughs> You're good, dude. It's all good. Yeah, but seriously, though, just get out there and then just... Just do it. Just do it! And I'm done. Okay. Oh, okay. There we go. <laughs> so, um... So, like, for the last thing that I do... Like, if you want to plug in, um, oh yeah, your social media thinking bajigs, your plugging, your oh, medias, and yeah, stuff, those so are... people can follow you for like your work. So, those hopefully, people won't what the heck, what the heck are my things? Yeah. Um, all right, Twitter, um, Chris Tilford on Twitter, so at Chris Tilford, um, YouTube, it's Adam Tilford. You can do like youtube.com slash Adam Tilford. Chris is my middle name. That's oh, why. so Adam, it's like Adam Chris Tilford. I'm just kind of curious. Yeah, it's Adam, Adam Chris Tilford. Tilford is, the, is yeah. the full is the full name. It's the full. Uh, yes. So Chris Tilford's the Twitter. Um, Adam Tilford's the YouTube. Uh, Shatterheaven.com is my website. Um, well, the Shatterheaven site anyway. Um, yeah, I think that's basically the things that are important. <laughs> you know, every I put, I'm on Twitter all the time, so. I post most of the stuff there and like new art and whatnot. And then all the episodes. Oh, you actually know what? No, Twitch. Twitch is a thing that I'm trying to do. <laughs> that I do my streams on Twitch. Um, one second. Where is this thing? What is my Twitch? Okay. Uh, my Twitch is Azure, A Z U R E underscore night. K-N-I-G-H-T underscore. That's my Twitch. I stream animation and behind behind the uh, scenes stuff there as well. I, I'll do Monster Hunter stuff every now and then too. But for the most part, it's like art streams and like animation streams. 
that I'll do when I'm working on stuff. So those should be the social media things, I think, that are important. Oh, wait, do you have a Patreon? I'm kind of curious. Uh, oh, the Patreon? Um, how is my Patreon? I am so professional that I know everything about my stuff. I'm pretty sure it's going to be... Um, pretty sure it's under my name. Mm. I just posted to it today, too. Yeah, it's uh, patreon.com slash Adam Tilford. My Patreon. I, on Patreon, I'll post, like, art and sketches and stuff that I, I don't post on social media. Behind-the-scenes stuff. You, Patreon, um, Patreons get, like... Animate, get to see the animatics of like episodes that I'm working on, like audio files, and patrons get like commissions too at certain tiers. Like you want an art commission, you get a tier, and you can do that. So there's there's the humble Patreon. <laughs> well, like I said, well, like an old white sensei once told me, you better rev up that Patreon because I am sure hungry to send in all of those dollar bills so I can support my favorite creators. So just do it. Shia LaBeouf is your daddy and your god, so you better listen to the man, the big man that is telling you right in front of your computer screen. Just do it. So, yeah, there you go. <laughs> like, there's my little shameless self, you know, advertisement just sucking up to, you know, other popular, um, just <laughs> other talented guys that I know of. But uh, that's not what this is mostly for. But, um, I mean, this is a podcast for crying out loud, so... What do you expect? <laughs> but anyways, um, if I were to give in um, some of my own social media stuff thingies, um, let's see. My Twitter is at SessChaos2018. Um, may have to go back and see what my actual name is. Um, I mean, I change my name way too often on here, but um, let's see. Um, so I'm on Twitter and my Facebook. I don't really use it that much, but I may use it just for... Um, business stuff i don't really know what my facebook is so instagram and tumblr i'm trying to update my instagram more often tumblr i just mostly use it for mostly reblogs so i can't i don't really recommend those but twitter is what i'm mostly <laughs> active on so um you can follow me um yeah follow my work if you want to give want some new information like some updates about like you know voice actor and animation you know retweets and all of that stuff and Twitter interactions and all of that good stuff. So, yeah, Twitter is definitely the best place for you, for anybody watching this because I'm definitely the most active on there. Um, I do have a Cassie Call Club um, profile, which is Mystic River One Zero Two Five. I think that's what it what my username is. Um, yeah, so I'm on Cassie Call Club. That's usually where I record auditions, of course, and voice acting stuff. So maybe if you give me a follow, then we can chat and. Why not? Um, let's see what else. What else? Voice Acting Club. Yeah, that's the new website after unfort the Voice Acting Alliance's unfortunate demise. So, uh, yeah, where's Rip? So, I mean, it kind of sucks, but I mean, just as a little, you know, sort of extra curious little question. But like, as far as like the Voice Acting Alliance goes, or I mean, like you know that like it unfortunately had problem had some website errors and all of that stuff and some stuff went on behind the scenes so what was your reaction when it unfortunately was like well it's gone now so now the voice acting club is there so any well, thoughts or 
Yeah. Well, I was a mod, and I was involved in the behind the scenes on the v on the voice acting alliance. So, um, I was well aware that that was going to happen before mm. it happened. So, yeah, NDA we... prevents me from discussing much more <laughs> about oh. the behind the scenes with that. Oh yeah, but you were kind of still a little bit. Um... I guess a little disappointed and sad that it was, um, get, eventually got axed, so to speak. Yeah, well, I mean, it is what it is, and mm. wasn't being used properly, and wasn't really that active. Mm, yeah. So, yeah. So it was like, it was active for, it was active for fandoms and whatnot, but yeah. for anything else, not that much. Yeah. So, voice acting so club, I'm That was a decision. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, some, I'm on there as well. For completely forgot what my username is. I am really terrible right now. <laughs> See, I am a professional too, and because I am incredibly forgetful about a certain things, so yay, that should give people like that should paint a good impression on me too. But uh, anyways, um, let's see, Skype. Okay, very interesting. Um, uh, because people are just like kind of starting to like you know ditch and abandon Skype over for Discord, which had more power to them because like you know skype kind of lags a lot and it's um kind of um really um outdated because discord is much more in like superior than skype but anyways um uh, maybe we should do like a, an, a vlog i should do like a vlog where people why are people ditching skype and i'm just like pretty much 99 percent of the videos just you know me just bashing skype so that should be a fun one but anyways um yeah, I do have a Skype I sometimes use. I realize that I it's a thing. So, Discord. I'm also on Discord, and you may even catch um this lovely gentleman on there. But you're gonna have to find us because um we're here, we're there, we're everywhere, and we never give away our secrets. We're like Batman and Superman. We never give away our secret, our totally big secret identities or whatnot. But yeah, anyways, um, you can find me on all of those that stuff. Um, don't have a Twitch. Um. Patreon, do I have one? I don't really use. I do have it, but I don't. I usually just support, you know, those that I follow. So can't really give out my Patreon as well. So, given all of the <laughs> links in the description by the time this eventually goes up, and um, just to give like you know a last little bit of plug in, um, you can definitely um, if you do want to get into voiceover, um, like start auditioning for stuff online voice acting, um. Definitely check out the Casting Call Club. Like I mentioned earlier, uh, you can find a lot of, a lot of Minecraft animations. Go figures. But um, no, there's some other stuff. There's audiobook drop. There's audiobooks. Um, there's fandoms and comics dubs and a lot of other indie games that are going on. Um, you can also go on the Voice Acting Club, which you'll have um a much better chance um if you want to get into more original stuff like original projects that are being, um. That are currently in production. Um, Kira Buckland is one of the. She, I think she's like the head admin as more as far as yeah. I, she I owns yeah. it. She she, yeah. she established it. Yeah, she's like the owner. <laughs> so like yeah, mm -hmm. ruler of her domain. But anyways, um, and there's also the voice acting club Discord server, which I am actually very pleased to you know plug in because um, you can also find her on it. But I don't know um. But like, I'll just give you a little hint. Um, if you see like somebody who is um, has like a JoJo Jolene character on her profile and talks a lot about Ice Mochas or Pokemon Go or like David Bowie, then that might be her. But I don't know. 
well, I don't really know how often she's on there, but yeah, you're gonna have to like maybe find her or something. So uh, yeah, she's kind of like a little mysterious as well. So don't really know what she's doing right now. But yeah, Voice Acting Club Discord server. Definitely the place where you can chat and mingle and socialize with other up-and-coming BAs, professionals, and veterans, and yeah, just chat with them about voice acting, get audio, discuss with audio, yeah, if you wanted to learn more about, like, you know, microphones and, um, like, computers and getting your technical setups and stuff, and general chat about, like, you know, games, movies, anime, TV shows, um, cartoons and all of that good stuff, and, um... Yeah, just chat with them, um, get some, they have a positivity section so you can post the positive things as well. Um, and you can also chat, like they have the chatter days going on on Saturdays on there, but there's workshops, but you can probably PM or DM like the admins and the moderators on there for more details and information to see when are the next workshops going on that are headed by Kira, of course. So yeah, definitely check out the Discord server as soon as you can. So post it in the post the link in the description so definitely check it out and i think that's just about all um thank you very much um adam for joining me and it's a, it's such a big pleasure of having you on there so it's really nice getting to chat with you i ramble on for like almost over an hour so go figure <laughs> yeah well thanks for uh thanks for having me it's fun it's fun discussion yeah any last words before it was enjoyable to do yeah so, like, any last words before, um, you know, we wrap up this interview, before we sign up for the evening? <laughs> any, any nice words in, like, what, gen like, generic? Uh, or... <laughs> whatever you want to, like, close us out with. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I guess just, um, hey, just follow your dreams. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, things get hard and push through them. I don't know. I'm trying to be like... What's the most cliche Hallmark thing I can say right now? Uh, actually, yeah. you know what? No, there is something. There was a meme that was going around a while ago. And oh, it's, boy. Uh, More memes. Was, it was, no, 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 no. This was a good one. This was one of the good ones. It, it's a, it's a really, really indicative of how things work. Um, it was like an, it was a, a comic. I forget who it was by. It was about like two people like digging underground or whatnot. And it like had one person. It showed that... Uh, like one person was like, they, they they turned around, they stopped digging because they were trying to reach gold or whatnot, and they start walking away, and then like if he kept, it shows that like there was like maybe a thin amount of like wall left between him and gold, and then underneath there was someone still going for it. So the the whole moral is like you never know how close you are to obtaining, you know what it is you want in life. So it's important to never give up because you never know what you want could be right around the corner. And everyone gets things at different times. So the whole thing is really to just never give up. And just push through the hard times. <laughs> it's slightly hallmarky, but it's true. <laughs> well, I mean, if, like, if I were to quote, like, a certain, um, I guess if I were to quote Spongebob, it's just, like, following your dreams. I mean, I would kind of pretty much just say, you just gotta believe! from like the Spongebob movie so yeah that's pretty much a fitting quote to end us off with so anyways um, thank you very much for tuning in um, if you want to show if you want to support this podcast then definitely um, 
give show us a like and support comment and just if you want more um episodes like this um and if you guys got any suggestions i'd like to hear it in the comments below like any voice actor or guest animator or anybody that i could bring up on here any suggestions um i'll def definitely be happy to answer them so definitely shoot me a pm or direct message to see what you who you like to see next time um like bringing up alongside any more guests for like any of the future episodes and um yeah all suggestions i'm all ears so with that said thank you and um yeah tune in for next time on the stasia square studios podcast i am your host robert jackson or mystic river and um we are gonna be signing out for the evening so take care y'all and i will see you guys on the other side of the moon and have a good night Peace out. Take care.